0: episode three episode three that's right folks episode three of moose at the mic it's here it's time for another new episode and who knows what we'll get into well i guess i do because i'm your host Mason, or as most folks call me, Moose. Uh, So on this week's episode, uh, we have liftoff. Astronauts, for the first time since 2011, have lifted off from American soil and made their way to the International Space Station. Super excited to talk about that. Also, why Mashable says that Josh Gad is doing the Lord's work. Uh, Henry Cavill, back as Superman, Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And... Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the things that are happening uh, across the United States right now, and I'm going to take a look at it from the standpoint of the doctor from Doctor Who. Uh, I won't get into too much detail, but I do think there are a couple of things uh, out there that we probably want to talk about in relation to uh, some of the things happening across the country right now. So, uh, let's get this episode underway. You know, some of my fondest memories growing up include uh, trips to Florida where my grandparents lived. They uh, lived in a little city called Ocala, um, and oftentimes we would hop in the car, usually on a Saturday or Sunday, and we would drive from Ocala to Daytona Beach, which is east of Uh, to the east side of the state Uh, that's where the Atlantic Ocean is and we would hang out and spend our time there Um, if we were lucky uh, NASA would also be uh, preparing to send a space shuttle uh, into space and you could actually see those launches from Daytona Beach as a matter of fact you could see them uh, from from any really good vantage point along what we call here in Florida as the Space Coast Uh, fast forward to my adulthood uh, You know, I moved to Orlando several years back, uh, and I could actually go outside onto my lanai and look up and watch rocket launches from my backyard. Just terribly, terribly exciting uh, to just to be able to do that and to inspire my children who, you know, they both are, you know, they're growing up to be geeks and nerds like me. Uh, My oldest child is a STEM student. She's really into science. And so for her to grow up in a state where we are actually sending people to the stars, it's it's rather amazing. Oddly enough, not oddly enough, but they stopped uh, doing space shuttle launches back in 2011. That's when they retired the program. Uh, And since then, we have not sent Americans into space from uh, American soil. We've actually been sending them to Russia, and they've been uh, hopping rides aboard the Soyuz rockets and going to the International Space Station. So what made this week so cool is that for the first time, we stepped back into uh, the program of sending Americans to space from American soil uh, it was a commercial uh, rocket uh, handled by SpaceX uh, if you know who Elon Musk is he is the CEO of SpaceX uh, so their dragon capsule the dragon crew capsule had two astronauts on board uh, test pilots Doug Hurley and Bob uh, Banken so they launched from american soil uh on saturday they were supposed to launch on wednesday but there was a scrub uh due to weather which is is often here in florida especially as we start going into hurricane season um so they had a successful launch uh saturday uh let me tell you something about watching space uh, or excuse me rocket launches um i get terribly emotional watching those Uh, i always have tears in my eyes i always well up for a lot of reasons one you know i i love space i love science i love reading about it Uh, it's one reason why i love star trek so much and uh, anything that really has to do with space i get super excited about but there's also a lot of american pride there for me um you know uh, Apollo uh, Apollo 13, that movie always catches me, too. Well, I'm Tom Hanks fan, obviously, too. But the movie always gets me because, you know, it was that situation of where we were sending people to the moon. Uh, there was a critical uh, emergency. And for a while there, we weren't sure we were going to get them back. But they did return safely to Earth. Uh, and it's just a huge amount of American pride that I feel swell up inside of me. Uh, as the clock counts down to zero and uh, you know the space shuttle or now you know the Falcon 9 rockets uh, lift off especially as we return uh, Americans to space from uh, the Florida coast it's just terribly terribly exciting and I just am filled with so much pride in what we as Americans uh, have been able to do and how we've pulled together and you know, created such a successful program, and you know we've allowed it to grow, and and everything that we've learned from space flight and space exploration. Uh, I cannot, um, I cannot adequately explain to you how exciting that is, and how much pride there is for me. Uh, and and we've just, you know, we've just hit the tip of the iceberg. There's so much out there uh, when it comes to space and to space exploration and sending people to uh back to the moon uh and then beyond to mars so if you do not get as excited about these things as i do you know sit down and and go to youtube and watch a few rocket launches watch a few uh you know shuttle launches uh it's it's nothing compared to what it was like in person Uh, i've actually been up close to a rocket launch Uh, several years back I have a couple of friends who work uh, uh, at NASA in some shape form or fashion and they were able to invite us to a rocket launch uh, and we were actually standing next to the VAB which is the Vehicle Assembly Building Uh, it's probably the most recognizable uh, landmark at Kennedy Space Center it was used uh, you know, as as it is called for vehicle assembly. Uh, you know, they would bring the space shuttle in there. They would lift the space shuttle vertical and that's where they would attach it to the fuel tank and the boosters and whatnot before they rolled it out to the pad. Of course, it's been converted now, you know, to use... For these new rockets and these new missions. Um, You know, I also had an opportunity a few years ago uh, to tour the VAB uh, because I used to be a television news producer and, and we had an opportunity to go over there and really explore Kennedy Space Center. And, you know, they took us down to some of the launch pads and, you know, had that opportunity to see a lot of history there. But, you know, back to the rocket launch, there is nothing like seeing one. Uh, up close and personal. Now, obviously, you can't be, like, right there, but you can see it from a distance, and to be at the Vehicle Assembly Building and to watch a rocket uh, launch from American soil, of course, at this time, it was not, you know, it was not a manned mission, but you could feel it. Like, as if my pride wasn't enough, I could feel the pressure from the rocket launch itself uh, and the sound. It, it, To this day, it is one of my uh, most favorite memories uh, that I will have and cherish, um, you know, until the day I die. So the rocket launch was successful uh, on Saturday. Uh, They, it took, I think it was nine minutes to get to space uh, and to get situated. And then it was, uh, I want to say, I want to say it was a 13 hour or maybe it was a 19 hour trip to the International Space Station, uh, and the Dragon capsule actually docked this morning uh, around 10:30, I think, Eastern Time, uh, give or take. I think I'm maybe a little bit off of that, but it did happen about 260 miles above Earth, so it was a successful docking. They'll be there for uh, a few months before coming back. So uh, from this uh NASA-loving space nerd, uh, my congratulations go to uh, NASA, go to SpaceX, go to astronauts Hurley and Bacon, uh and everybody on the space station. I know you're not listening to the podcast. I know you won't. I'm not even beginning to think that but you know from my perspective just congratulations all around and I was able to make a new memory Yesterday, uh, you know, my podcast is released on Sunday, so the launch was yesterday. Um, I was able to watch it with my children, both of my daughters. Uh, And you talk about excitement and pride. Uh, One of my daughters had not yet been born when the space shuttle uh, program was retired. My oldest daughter was born in 2010, so she uh, wasn't even a year old yet uh, when the last mission Uh, successfully ended. Uh, And so for her to sit there and watch that with me, for my youngest daughter to watch it with me, uh, it was terribly exciting. And I'm just super proud that uh, we are uh, back to sending Americans from U.S. soil and excited that my children get to grow up in a state where uh, rocket launches pretty much happen in their backyard. So super, super exciting there. Turning our attention now to some of the news things happening uh, out in the world as it relates to you know, comic books, video games, superheroes, so on and so forth. Uh, there was a lot that happened this week, um, so much that I can't really get through all of it, um, but there were a couple of things that I got really excited about, so I thought I would just talk about those two things uh, and then move on to another conversation First and foremost, uh I love this line on Mashable if any of you folks uh check out that site regularly. Uh the headline is Lord of the Rings cast reunite over video chat in a truly epic trailer. Uh the first line of the article is Josh Gad is doing the lord's work and let me tell you, he is. <laughs> he really really is. So josh gadd if you are not familiar with him uh those disney fans out there just like myself uh know him uh predominantly as the voice of olaf in the frozen movies uh he's also been in a few other disney movies as well including the live action beauty and the beast he played lefou uh in that movie uh phenomenal 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 casting there Uh, but he's been doing this thing called reunited apart where he's been bringing uh, casts from uh, old movies together uh, I know he's done The Goonies uh, and this next one is uh, for The Lord of the Rings and let me tell you I watched that trailer I laughed I cried I got excited I'm definitely going to be watching uh, the episode uh, as I said previously my podcasts are released on, on Sundays this episode has yet to air at least uh, at the recording of this podcast so I will be watching it Uh, And I might talk about it in next week's episode, but let me tell you, Josh Gad himself is a fantastic uh, mind, a fantastic talent, uh, and to bring some of these uh, actors back together, uh, you know, I I have a special place in my heart for uh, Ian McKellen. If you listen to episode two, you'll know why. Uh, but to bring this cast together uh, was was pretty epic, uh, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm excited to watch uh, that episode when it airs. Uh, the other piece of news out there uh, is regarding my favorite superhero. Now I know, I know, I know. People might get a little crazy when I say uh, you know the name of my favorite superhero, and that's okay. I'm cool with it. I have made my piece. With it, but my favorite superhero of all time is Superman. Now, uh, Christopher Reeve will always be my Superman. No one will ever replace him. But I will tell you that Henry Cavill has done a pretty darn good job. And when uh, the news kind of broke that he may not be playing the character anymore, I was like, man don't do that he's really darn good not that there aren't other actors out there that can play the character i i certainly think there are but i just think that he Um, embodies it in such a way, uh, which is very reminiscent of the way Christopher Reeve embodied the character. Um, And he just naturally looks the part. I will tell you, (laughs) when they first cast him, and I I always get a little squirrely about casting. Uh, I've gotten better about it, but every once in a while, I'm just like, what? Uh, What? No, come on, man. I will tell you, the really, really the first time I did that was when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker. Man, was I an idiot! Uh, just, I'll say it. I completely was unprepared for that that performance, and it has nothing to do with, um, you know, unfortunately his 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 passing. Um, but he just he did such a great job, and I felt. Wow, I felt like I was an idiot, <laughs> you know, and such a bad person for, for not trusting that he could do a great job with the part. Henry Cavill was kind of the same way, and the reason being is that, you know, he's he's an English actor, he's British, and it's like, you know, Superman's truth, justice, in the American way, it's like, uh, I don't know, does he, does he get it? Oh, he gets it, and he got it, and he totally won me over. In a heartbeat, Um, there is nobody for me—at least right now—that I think could play the character in such a way um, that would would really get me excited about it. Now, you know, if they could talk Tom Welling into donning the suit, yeah, I could probably be okay with that because you know I like Tom Welling. I'm a huge super—or excuse me—a huge Smallville fan. Loved, loved, loved that show. And if they could get him in the Superman suit, I think that would be exciting. And I know there's a lot of people out there that would really like to see that as well. Uh, but their interest in Tom Welling is not my interest in Tom Welling. Uh, while I do think he is a handsome human being, uh, it is not for me to get that type of excited for him. Uh, but I, I, I know there are a lot of people out there that do. Uh, so I, you know, it'd be nice to see him don the suit, but that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. So, uh, you know, to find out this week that Henry Cavill will be back as Superman in some shape, form, or fashion... Um, It's kind of, they've not really decided what that's going to look like yet. Um, You know, there's a lot of rumor out there about how that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I kind of hope I'm wrong, actually, that he's not going to have like a full-on movie to himself, that he's going to be uh, serving almost as... um, in a cameo role for some of these other movies that uh, DC has planned in the future. And I don't think that's a bad idea at all because I I think it's important to have consistency across the board, especially when uh, these movies are intertwined. That's one reason why the MCU movies uh, are so successful is because they have such good continuity across the movies and the actors are for the most part, all the actors who took on the role stayed with the role in subsequent movies. Um, that's not the case with everybody, uh, but but for the most part, that is the case. Um, so to have him back is super exciting. I'm glad that he's going to do it, and he said yes, and he wanted to do it. Uh, and I'm glad that Warner Brothers and the folks at uh, DC said yes, we want to keep him. So super excited there! Can't wait to see him don the keep again. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, share your thoughts with me. Uh, there's a way for you folks to send me messages uh, and to leave comments on podcasts. So I'm curious about your thoughts. Uh, are you excited to keep Henry Cavill on as Superman, or do you think someone else should play the role? If you do, let me know who that is. I'm willing to have a conversation. About it and maybe you can change my mind. So uh, just leave me a comment and maybe we'll play some of those in the next few episodes. So time to get serious for a few minutes. I'll try not to turn it into a a diatribe or a litany of things, but I, I think it's important to talk about Uh, what's happening in the United States right now with um, a lot of protests and riots and and looting and so on and so forth Um, first off let me say um, you know a lot of this uh, at least from my perspective um, it is built up over time but it it was ignited with uh, the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis Minnesota Um, first off and I should say this um, I'm very sorry for the death of mr. Floyd it should never have happened. I think it's disgusting how it happened, uh, and and the situation around that. There is no reason that he should not be with us right now. Uh, I'm very sorry to his family for the for his loss, uh, and I'm happy that they have now arrested the police officer involved in that. Um, all of that said, um, there have been protests. Uh, that have been happening as a result of Mr. Floyd's death, uh, as as well they should. There should be protesting. People should be uh, out there saying the things that they need to be saying, and to have their uh, emotions there and their hearts be heard, uh, and their their uh, their message needs to get out there. I am Caucasian American. I'm a, I'm a white American, so I I will quickly say that I don't understand everything that they feel. But I do support them, and I think there needs to be a change in uh, any way that that can happen. I think that that is important. However, uh, you know, the looting and the the rioting uh, is a bit much. Uh, I think it's important that you know we handle this peacefully, and. As I've seen the news reports uh, about these things happening, as a matter of fact, the city closest to where I live is experiencing some of this as well, uh, you know, and so it's close to home. I keep going back to Doctor Who. And Doctor Who's one of my favorite shows. It's not, you know, my favorite above Star Trek or anything like that, but it is one of my favorite shows. I watch it a lot, I think about it a lot. Uh, and in a lot of ways, Doctor Who, like Star Trek, uh has been able to talk about things that have happened in the world and uh you know kind of put things into perspective so as i've been thinking about that and thinking about about what's been going on there were a couple of things that occurred to me that i think are important so i know a lot of you out there probably are not uh, doctor who fans i totally get it Um, but, um, so you have like a quick understanding, basically Dr. Who is about, uh, is a show about a time Lord, uh, who travels through space and time in his spaceship called the TARDIS, which is, um, time and relative dimension in space. Uh, that's what TARDIS stands for. Uh, the doctor as a Time Lord, has the ability to regenerate himself or herself uh, when uh, they are in danger of dying. Uh, So there have been uh, multiple Doctors over the 50-plus years the show has been in existence. Only recently has the Doctor regenerated from a male to a female. Uh, That's the first time that that has ever happened. Uh, But the show is out there, and it's it's still hugely popular. Uh, A few years ago, while Peter Capaldi was playing the character... There was an episode that took place um i believe it was in season i want to say it was in season uh, nine or ten maybe um where the doctor basically was trying to diffuse a situation where uh, humans and a race called the zygons were about to go to war and he you know devised a a uh, an apparatus uh basically like a doomsday box that You know if either side activated it you know the other side would lose or so on and so forth something to that effect but there's a speech in there that he gave talking about war Uh, I can't play the clip for you Uh, I don't think I can do that in terms of like uh, you know copyright Um, but I I will read a little bit of the script because I think it's important that we hear it Uh, and then there's another piece of script that I want to read but this is from the doctor Uh, he said because it's not a game Kate This is a scale model of war. Every war ever fought right there in front of you. Because it's always the same. When you fire that first shot, no matter how right you feel, you have no idea who's going to die. You don't know whose children are going to scream and burn, how many hearts will be broken, how many lives shattered, how much blood will spill until everybody does, until what they were always going to have to do from the very beginning, sit down and talk. Listen to me. Listen, I just, I just want you to think, do you know what thinking is? It's just a fancy word for changing your mind. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get goosebumps, you know, reading it. I, I didn't even do it justice. I mean, Peter Capaldi, uh, he should have won an Oscar for this performance, but the key thing in there is that, you know, we have to sit down and talk. Looting, uh, violent protests, hurting people. Oftentimes, the people that get hurt in these situations are not the people that are actually doing it. You know, for instance, um, you know, for every one bad cop, there are ten great cops, and uh, or or police officers. You know, we have to stop and think about this. That these individuals, in a lot of ways, are the same as, as those of us who are hurting. Um, You know, they have families, they have children, they have wives and husbands, uh, you know, and they're doing a job to protect the community. You know, when one bad actor does something that is not indicative across the board of everybody doing it. Um, And so, yes, go out and protest. You should be protesting. Protest hard, protest loud, be passionate. As I've always said, be epic. Go out there and take care of business. But remember, it's not going to change overnight. You are going to have to sit down and you are going to have to talk it out, period. That's the only way this is going to happen. Doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen overnight. It doesn't mean that that there are not going to be hurt feelings and that you're gonna get everything that you want and that you're not gonna get anything that you want. You're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to talk it out. That's all there is to it. Going out and hurting people Is not the response on either side or any side of this argument you know I don't believe this is a right or wrong situation it's a one-way or no way situation there's a lot of gray area and we have to figure that out and I'm only saying this as a person who truly feels um, uh, passionate about making sure that people have those rights and that equality is is uh, balanced across the board that everybody, regardless of sexual identity, regardless of religion, regardless of ethnicity, you know, of all these other dimensions of diversity, that it is balanced across the board and that we all have equal rights in every shape, form and fashion. I don't typically get on a soapbox and I apologize for doing it, but it's very, very important to me that I say that to people and that I take a stand. You are going to have to sit down and talk and you're going to have to come to an agreement of some sort it's never going to change but we also have to be reminded of what our children uh, you know what they are seeing and how they uh take in this information i had somebody tell me recently uh, as a matter of fact i think it was this week that children learn more from observing things than from hearing or someone telling them things So, imagine for a second what children are seeing uh, and what they are learning from rioting and from uh, looting. You know, these are not things that we want our children to see. What we want them to see is members of the community who feel passionate about their cause, who stand up and take a stand and say, no, we are not going to let this happen. We are going to change this we have to change this and we are going to change it for the better it's that important folks we have to sit down and talk we have to come up to the line we have to meet each other as equals and we have to talk it out now before i kind of got onto this there was one thing that i said that i think is important um the doctor uh, as I said, regenerates uh, from time to time, usually when the actor, uh, you know, is ready to leave the role and move on to other projects. Uh, so at the end of the Doctor's run, there's usually a regeneration scene and the Doctor has some things that he or now she uh, says to the audience before that regeneration happens. Um, you know it's very hard. Regeneration is very hard on Dr. Who fans. Uh, it's very hard to, uh, lose a doctor if you will, especially if you, you know, loved that particular version of the doctor. Uh, I feel, uh, and have felt that with every single one. Um, I think the one that hit me the hardest though was again, Peter Capaldi. Um, What's great about his character is that when, or the, his version of the Doctor is that when, when the Twelfth Doctor came into being, he was a grumpy, crotchety old man, and a lot of that had to do with what I always told people is that he was a, basically a war veteran. You know, he he experienced this great Time War, and uh, you know, and 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 has uh, been changed by it. But through the course of his run with the series, he went from being this grumpy old man to the most caring, loving human being, or excuse me, Time Lord, uh, you can imagine. That he truly, truly cares uh, for everybody. And one of the things that he said uh, during his regeneration scene uh, hit me pretty emotionally. And it's something that I've tried to live by since. I think I've always tried to live by it, but I didn't have a way to put it into words uh, until it was uttered uh, by Peter Capaldi in that last episode. And as a matter of fact, uh, I share it with my kids. It's something that we live by because it is such an important thing to think about. Um, And so I'm going to read you a little bit of it just so you understand it. Um, So here's the script. Uh, Never be cruel, never be cowardly, and never ever eat pears. Remember, hate is always foolish, and love is always wise. Always try to be nice, but never fail to be kind. Do you understand why that is so important? We have to remember that hate is always foolish. This looting, this rioting, all of this stuff out there, if it is if it has hate as the foundation, it's never going to change. It's going to continue. It's going to fester and something at some point will happen and it, all of this will start all over again and there will have been no change. You have to remember that hate is always foolish. Love is always wise. When you put love at the base of these things, you can truly make a difference. And that's not just something the doctor said. If you're a Christian, I am a practicing Roman Catholic, we all know that love as the basis of our faith um, can change things and is, is what brings you closer to Christ. So hate is always foolish. Love is always wise. Always try to be nice. It's important to always try to be nice to those folks out there. You're not always going to agree with them, and that's fair. You have a different opinion. All of that stuff is important, but you've got to always try to be nice, even even when they aggravate you. I can say it from my own experience. Uh, you know, being aggravated and upset with people gets very difficult sometimes. But the other side of that is never fail to be kind. Yes, I'm going to get upset, and yes, uh, uh, I'm not going to agree with you, but I'm always going to be kind to you, and I'm always going to love you. I will always try to be nice, but never fail to be kind. And when we put that into context as to what's happening right now, we have to keep that close to our hearts. We have to let it fill us, and we have to remember how important that is. And as we go forward and we look to try and change these things, we can't be cruel and we cannot be cowardly. We have to be courageous and we have to stand up to injustice and we have to do the things that we can do to change these things. Because again, hate is always foolish and love is always wise. Always try to be nice, but never fail to be kind. So as I always do, take care of yourselves, be safe, be healthy, be kind, and be epic. Go out and find something that you love, be passionate about it, and go out and do epic, epic things. Take care of yourselves. Stay tuned.